Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> From the Jeff Rose Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hour number two, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you. Still toward the top of the hour. Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that. That's coming up here. Oh, in about 40 minutes or thereabouts. Uh, before that, Joel Donald, the voice of the Iowa Wild. Game 5, Wild Blues tonight uh, from St. Paul. Tommy Birch, Des Moines Register, he joins us um, covering the I-Cubs who are back in town. Birchie, good to talk to you again, Tommy. Uh, Trent Ken, as, as you know. Um, Wade Miley's not going to be in Des Moines. I thought that uh, you were you were uh, tweeting about his... Uh, his um, minor league stint or appearance in, 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 as he made his way back to the bigs. I just assumed, Tommy, we'd see him in Des Moines, but that's not the case. He's, uh, he's starting tonight in San Diego. Yeah, I'm assuming he just didn't want to come see me and hang out with me, or maybe it's just he, he had heard about the cold weather of Des Moines. But it might have been that. Yeah, it's probably that. But in all seriousness, I mean, he had one rehab start with Iowa on the road and worked really well, worked mm-hmm. really efficient, and worked tremendously fast. I mean, when when you watch the game, you would think, like, man, this guy is in a hurry not just to get his work done, but you kind of have that sense, like, man, I'm ready to get back to the big leagues, and they're kind of in a need of some pitching right now, too. So, you know, look, if, if the body says you're doing well and you respond well the day after the start and you end up pitching really well, then – you know, there's there's no reason to to keep him back. Usually, in situations like that, um, you know, the pitcher has to give say in what happens, but ultimately the organization decides, and they they must have heard some really good things from Wade. Well, uh, look, we've we've seen him in the in the majors before. I remember a couple of years ago, he was the Brewers, right? We were calling him Cy Miley because he was just unbelievable uh, down the stretch. Frank Schwindel, Tommy. Um, so the word comes out on Sunday that he's being optioned uh, to AAA. Um, then yesterday gets the call up uh, where he was actually in the starting lineup last night doing what he's done most of the season, striking out in each one of his plate appearances last night in San Diego. So that didn't go well. But, Tommy, did he actually get to Des Moines, do you know, or did he stay? Was this just a procedural move and the um, you know the uh, callback to the majors was, was just procedural and it was going to happen? Do you know? Yeah, I'm not really sure exactly because what kind of leads me to believe that maybe it wasn't just procedural is, you know, kind of how the story got out was there were a couple of fans that saw Frank Schwindel on their flight to San Diego. So he was flying <laughs> privately. He wasn't flying with the team, which kind of makes me believe that, like, okay, maybe there was an actual plan to, to send him down. But as soon as he got sent down, I 
you know, somebody had actually asked me about, you know, Frank coming down to Iowa in my first thought is he may not actually make it here. It had all the potential to be just that kind of a paper move. But, uh, you know, whether it actually was, to me, that's the only, only hang up on the issue. But it's going to be interesting to see because I wouldn't be surprised, even though that Frank Schwindel did not get down here this time. Um, I would not be surprised to see him down here at some point, just given the idea that, hey, he does have options. And two, Alfonso Rivas yeah. has just absolutely raked that times up there. And I think, look, Frank Schwindel is kind of the guy that gets you to the next guy uh, right. type of player. He's not going to be a permanent fixture, a permanent, like, this is the guy we're looking at to be the future of our team. Where Rivas kind of, you know, one, he is younger. Two, he still has that kind of prospect label to him. And three, he's a guy that they traded for and had high, high hopes. Horn has that ability to kind of be a longer-term fix. And I think Rivas kind of fits into the game plan of um, what the Cubs are kind of trying to do from an offensive approach where it's not, hey, we're just going to wait around for a three-run homer. It's we're going we're gonna to work counts, we're going to get guys on base, and we're going we're gonna to get a lot of hits. And he checked off all of those boxes. And he was here to start, right? Was he not in AAA? No, he started the year there, got sent down here, played three games here, tallied a 1.494 OPS at 538 (laughs) with a home run. So, like, he has more than proven that he can hit triple-A pitching. He did that last year. I think even last year when he got to Chicago, more than proof that he can handle big league hitting, you know, big league pitching as well, too. For him, it's just a matter of, okay, is the opportunity going to be there? And I think as long as Frank Schwindel... Is struggling, Alfonso Rivas is going to get those chances. I think when it came to Frank Schwindel, it was like, okay, look at what Frank did at the end of last season. We got to give him an opportunity to to keep this job, have this job, and roll with this job. And when he struggled, I think it was like, okay, let's see what Rivas can do now. There's a guy raking right now down on the farm here in Iowa, Jared Young, first baseman, with Schwindel struggling. He's not on the 40-man roster. He's 26. Mm. He's a Canadian lad, which makes Ken's ears up, up in my book <laughs> from BC. But any chance at all, Jared Young, he's 26, uh, getting pretty late up there. Any look at the future or hope that Jared Young can turn into something? Yeah, you know, I think they're going to give him a look at some point, especially with the numbers he's putting up, you know, 283, uh, 937 OPS. He's got eight homers. Like you say, he's just absolutely breaking. He's not a, a tremendous defender, and I think he's kind of stuck over there at first base. I'm not sure about what other options they have. Maybe they could stick him in a corner outfield spot, but you look at Iowa's roster you look at Chicago's roster, there just isn't a need for outfielders right now. So um, that's kind of going to be a tricky situation for Jared Young, knowing that Alfonso Rivas is kind of uh, lurking a, a little bit ahead of him, too. But that's a guy who is absolutely raked and raked everywhere he has been and really exciting a lot of people. So for him, it's going to be opportunity. But I think, Obviously, with the National League having the DH now, that's going to open up some mm-hmm. opportunities. And I think with, like you had said, his age, the time he's been in the minors, he's been around for a little bit now, but just hit everywhere he's been. I think at some point they're going to want to get a look at him and see if he can do that at the big league level too. 
David Kaplan, his recap on Sat on Sunday. Look, Cappy's a Cubs fan, right? But he was spitting fire. Uh, he's talking about the minors. There's nothing here. I look around. I don't see uh, the next Javi Baez or the next Chris Bryant or Anthony Rizzo. So he joins us tomorrow, Tommy. Cal- help Trent and I out. Give us some. Uh, give us some ammo. Is there anybody down here that uh, Cubs fans should be excited about? I mean, in Iowa, yeah, I think Brennan Davis and Caleb Killian, but I totally understand. Well, Killian, yeah, coming. right. Yeah, Killian has been absolutely lights out. You know, the problem with him is he just hasn't been able to go deep into games, but he's one of the guys that becomes kind of the Chris Bryant deal. But I've said this to a lot of people, too, that have asked me about guys like him and guys like Brennan Davis. You know, I covered that time where you had Brian Pius, Russell, Contreras, Almore, all these guys, and you're like, man, you know, these are legit big league players. These guys are going to help the Cubs get over that hump and eventually win the World Series. When I look at these guys, even Brennan Davis, who's the number one ranked prospect in the system, um, and ranked the 15th best prospect in all baseball. I look at Brennan and I'm like, he's a really good player. He's a guy that's got some potential, but he doesn't have that superstar feel to him that you had with Chris Bryant. I mean, obviously, guys like Chris Bryant and all those other guys I mentioned are, are not always going to come. You know, even your best hits as as prospects aren't going to develop to that level and have that great amount of success, success that, you know, those guys did. But it just feels like this core prospect, um, that are, or at least in Iowa right now, or maybe a step or two below that in terms of just like wow we we feel like that go that guy is going to be the guy it's kind of kind of like what I said with Frank Schwindel you know I think Brennan Davis could be a guy I just don't think he's going to be the guy mm-hmm. that you like build your team around. So you mentioned Davis and Brennan has he struggled he's batting under the Mendoza line right now just four extra base hits all season long. What is it? What What are the struggles that you attribute to right now offensively that we've seen out of the top, the Cubs' top, top prospect? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's being a little too patient at the plate, to be honest, which is a little weird to say when it comes to to a young guy like that. But, you know, he, he's seeing some good pitches, and he's taking them, or he's just flat out missing them. And I think he's kind of dug himself into a little hole. Also, he's, he's been out of the lineup the last few days with lower back tightness, so... I don't know how healthy he is. I think he'll be back in the lineup tonight. We'll see. But look, you know, he is still a young guy. He's only 22 years old. He's a high school draft pick. He didn't play in college. So when when you have a high school bat, it's going to take a little bit more time to develop. And, you know, we, we tend to forget there wasn't a minor league baseball season uh, in 2020. Yeah. So he didn't have that season, even though we got to the alternate side and got some great opportunities with the Cubs there, just definitely not the same. I think that's why you're seeing, you know, you look at the numbers across minor league baseball, some of the biggest hitting prospects are, are struggling mightily. And I think part of it has to do with that, you know, the, mm-hmm. the last season in 2020 and just how much better the pitching is getting. But you know, it, it's still really early in the season for Brennan Davis. I think if he struggles throughout May, then I'll really start to worry. But you look at his history, he hasn't played a full season before, and he, he's been hurt in the past. He's kind of been a slow starter at times before. So um, that's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on if, if it continues to, to happen. But, you know, look, I understand the worry, too, because um, – 
this is his first real shot at Triple A. He got up at the end of last season, had a real you know small cup of coffee with the Iowa Cubs. But this is the best pitching he has ever faced, and he is going to have to make adjustments, and he's going to have to make adjustments fast. Hmm. Tommy Burst Des Moines registers our guest. Tommy, your colleague Kim Norvell uh, had her name on a, a piece yesterday. Field of Dream Stadium, permanent three thousand seat fixture. Tommy, um, just just your thoughts on this. Is was this talked about, but uh, never, I guess, approved? Uh, did we know about this, Tommy, last year? I thought that there'd been talk of a permanent uh, uh, structure in place. Uh, is that the case? And it just got approval this uh, recently. Yeah, actually, it would have been earlier in the year when I went up to Dyersville, you know, that ended up being a very small part of my story where um, out of their grand plans for, you know, this youth baseball complex, they kind of hidden away this idea and kind of talked to me a very little bit about it where they wanted to have a permanent stadium, not just for um, possibly a big league game, but, you know, have high school tournaments, college tournaments, have um you know, minor league baseball games, all kind of stuff that has been talked about when it comes to the big league field that is at the Field of Dreams Complex, but have it much more permanent, have much more kind of bells and whistles attached to it, too, and just kind of give it another feel to it. So, it, it, you know, I think that's going to be something that will help potentially keep Major League Baseball coming to Dyersville because right now, Look, they're going to have the game this year. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but that's not a major league game, Tommy. That's Reds-Cubs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You think that's going to be a tough game right now? Wait till, wait till the trade deadline comes. That's a great friend. point. <laughs> We're going to – the team I'm covering right now, I'm going to be covering those yeah. guys in, uh, in Dyersville. But, uh, but yeah, that, that game is going to happen this year. I wouldn't be surprised to see Major League Baseball come, come back next year. Um, but I think that kind of gives them maybe a little ammunition to, to stay on Major League Baseball's radar. But it, it's something that they've had in the works for a little while and kind of wanted to keep quiet until they had gotcha. a little bit more momentum, momentum, which they feel like they have right now. The 30-70 and 70 Cubs against the 20-80 oh. and 80 Reds. <laughs> Fox is looking for a little flex scheduling, I think, for that one. Unfortunately for really? them, that's not going Kevin to happen. Costner's, he may have to play in that game. <laughs> really? <laughs> going to guess those TV numbers going to be down oh, a little bit you in think? year number two. With that, Birchie, looking forward in Major League Baseball, I'm a Twins fan. I want to see the Twins there. Brewers fans, obviously up in that neck of the woods, more Brewers fans over there. We've seen the White Sox, Cardinals, Royals, the Midwest teams. Is it... Do you think it's just going to be kind of a rotating basis and after we get through the quote-unquote regional teams, it'll advance off and maybe we'll get a Red Sox-Rays game or something or like Dodgers. that? Yeah, yeah, I think that's something that could happen. I, I think if if Major League Baseball were to come back next year, that would be the, the idea that I've kind of heard from people is that it'll probably be a regional matchup, obviously, last year when it came to the White Sox. They've got the tie to the movie when it comes to the Reds. They've mm-hmm. got the this year it's got the tie to the nineteen nineteen World Series. Um, you know, obviously now that that storyline is going to to play out after two years, and then you know keeping it in the Midwest because look, I think the most important thing when it comes to that game outside of generating a really big television audience because that's going to be the ultimate driver when it comes to this game is. The last thing you want to do if you're Major League Baseball is have a national televised audience tune in to watch that game 
and not see the fans, you know, the the stadium completely packed. So you got to have the fans completely, the stands completely full at that park in Dyersville, and that's a good way to do it. So, um, yeah, that's the and and honestly, I'm really surprised that they. Um, that they've gone this route. I'm, I'm not, I'm not shocked by any means that they came back right away. I'd always heard the idea was if everything went well that first year, they were going to come back right away. But, you know, in the back of my mind, I, I've always thought, and I've talked to a lot of people around baseball that kind of agreed with the idea of like, maybe major league baseball might be coming back a little too fast. Yeah, with they are. Team. You know, the idea yeah. of maybe just kind of, but it sit marinate kind of mm-hmm. build up interest because, um, you know, the the novelty of the game has the potential wearing out pretty pretty fast. You look at some of these other games like the the Little League World Series Classic, it still does really well. You know, it's a, it's a great promotional ticket for Major League Baseball, and I think in the grand scheme of things, that's what Major League Baseball needs is some goodwill and to try to find a way to draw in some non-baseball fans, but um, they are going to have a legitimate issue about overplaying their cards here at some point. I don't think we're at that point yet, but we'll we'll know by the end of the year if that's going to be the case. Well, I'd li- last year was so perfect. I mean, it was perfection. You know what they need you to can't do? Top that. You can't. Uh, you, you absolutely got, can't. Yeah, you got a perfect game, a perfect yep. crowd, a perfect pregame, everything yep. that could have gone right. Weather. I think, yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why you let it sit and marinate yep. where, you know, People, people eventually come back to it because now you're it. And even last year, we we don't talk about this as much, but you had two really good teams going at yeah. it last year too. Yeah, bring in Shohei Otani and Mike Trout and versus Ooh. one of the regionals, and 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 away we go. Last thing for me, Tommy, are you kind of glad you're not on the college? This NIL thing makes my head hurt. Um, do you wish you were covering <laughs> that, Tommy? No, no, right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy right now. I, I've got a good schedule. I, I see my son. I, right. I have some sanity. Um, I, uh, you know, my wife can keep me busy around here. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely madness right now, but it's, it's really intriguing to see. It's really interesting to see. Um, you know, that's one of the toughest part of the job is kind of handling a roster and, and following the roster and knowing that the changes come. And usually in the past, you can always be like, okay, this guy seems happy. This guy got his playing time. This person, um, you know, seems to be really happy. A lot of the things that you kind of factor into, okay, this person may stay or this person may go are kind of irrelevant factors right now. Playing time and, and happiness in the town are kind of taking a backseat to what you can make in terms of money out there in the NIL world. And, you know, nobody has a really good idea of what that money looks like until you start fielding offers. Six thirty-eight first pitch tonight as they have Omaha for the next six at home, and then another home stand Tuesday through Sunday next week. Tommy Birch covers the Iowa Cubs and also watches the Minnesota Twins. What do you think of those first place mm-hmm. Minnesota Twins? Oh man, uh, they're a lot of fun right now. It, it, it has been an absolute blast to watch what they're doing. It's amazing to think what they're doing, given all the injuries that they've had. And um, you know, the the tough thing is, you keep waiting for that moment where Byron Buxton not only goes down but goes down hard. And you know, it's you know, coming. It, 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 yeah, there's always something when it comes to Buxton, and you feel bad for him because. He's definitely done from everything that you read and hear about. He's definitely done everything he can to get himself into 
you know, great shape and prevent injuries. They're just some freak ones that just keep popping up. But, you know, the difference of the Minnesota Twins when he is and isn't playing is absolutely terrifying given that, you know, at a moment's notice, he could go down and go down mm. for a while. Sadly, you're 100% correct. Uh, Tommy Birch, great to catch up with you. Thanks for doing this, Tommy. Appreciate it. Always great to hear from you guys. Keep it up. Good to hear from you. Thank you, Tommy. Tommy Birch, Des Moines registers. We catch uh, check in with Birchie. And uh, our biggest fan of Claxons every Friday. He likes to text Does me. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> he gives you his picks? Oh, yeah. he. Uh, we might do a celebrity picker uh, while you're away. We'll, we'll have oh, Birchie come in. that's a good idea. Yeah, have him come in and see how he can yeah. do against the crew. Ineligible, of course, for the wonderful Claxons. $35 to the winner, $25 to second place, but... We'll uh, maybe have Birchie stop in here. Well, the guy time. that uh, we did, we gave away packs of derby horses, groups of derby horses last week, mm-hmm. and the poor guy that grabbed uh, the last guy, I thought, dude, you got no shot. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Rich Strike pays off for Claxons, too, as, as he got home. All right, time for another, since we're talking baseball, let's do this, Trent Cotton. Time for another $1,000 home run. Enter this nationwide keyword at kxno.com. The keyword is fun. Fun at kxno.com. Fun, kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Your next opportunity is uh, 1 o'clock in the 1 o'clock hour with Murph and Andy. Joe O'Donnell, the voice of the Iowa Wild. Game 5, Blues, Wild. Joe helps us with us next on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. A wolfconstruction.net. The Grumpy Goat Tavern provides a rustic, comfortable atmosphere with reclaimed barnwood, sleek modern finishes, and a one-of-a-kind environment that you have to see to believe. Featuring a fresh menu, friendly neighborhood service, 50 tap beers, and sports. The Grumpy Goat Tavern is the place to be for any occasion. Catch all of the games all summer long at the Grumpy Goat Tavern with two locations in West Des Moines and one on First Street in Ankeny. Grumpy Goat is more than just a restaurant. It's local. It's for you. It's your tavern. Why should you apply for a career with Wolf Construction? It's exciting and it's fresh and it's new every day. It creates new challenges and opportunities each day. I wouldn't want to work anywhere else but Wolf Construction. You can look around and go, wow, look what we've accomplished today as a Wolf team. Wolf offers competitive pay. The benefits are great. They have a matching 401k. Don't wait. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Get on board here. Join us here at Wolf Construction. Sign up and let's go. Wolf Construction is a great place to be. Apply today. Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renner's Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renner's Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small, flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness. Beef.com.
like playoffs. NBA's got two game fives tonight. Both series tied at two apiece. NHL pivotal has four game pivotal game fives tonight. Both series tied at two apiece. You can't say game five that's tied without saying pivotal. You, you got to say it. You it's have a to. rule, indeed. Uh, the guy that's going to call that pivotal pivotal game on KFAN is our friend Joe Donald, the voice radio voice of the Iowa Wild. Uh, Joe Trent Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Joe Donald? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, uh, this uh, this is going to be a blast uh, tonight. I can't wait for this game. You know, I know the score sounds like it was one sided in the Blues' favor on Sunday. I didn't feel that was the case, Joe. I didn't think that this game. Yeah, there's a couple of late goals, but I didn't think that uh, that that uh, that the Wild were outclassed by any means. No, I don't. I don't think it was their best game. I think the Blues certainly brought another level to their game that we had maybe not seen since game one of the series. Uh, they sort of upped the ante, and the Wild just came up a little short in matching it. But, you know, with with two minutes left in that game, it's a one-goal game, and the Wild had a lot of the momentum. They played a great third period. They'd made it from 3-1 to 3-2. Uh, just couldn't get the equalizer. I mean, Freddie Goudreau had a left circle shot that Bennington looked behind, uh, hit his pad and stayed out. But anytime a goalie's looking behind, you know, it's one that, you know, he was unsure of and, uh, Dean Everson just addressed the media here a couple of minutes ago in St. Paul, Kenny, and he mm-hmm. said the same thing. He was asked about the scores being lopsided, and he just said, I throw the scores out. You know, it has nothing to do. You know, we had four goal games through the first three, a three-goal game in game four, but really there's been some empty netters in there, and, and both teams are pretty even shot-wise and total goal-wise in the entire series. Games two and three wins for the Wild. They look great early on. You could tell right away that was a team locked in. Not so much yep. the case in Game 4. What do you do? I mean, is it messaging? Is it just getting the right lines out there early on? What do you do to get the same first period you got in Games 2 and 3? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the mentality of each team, right? St. Louis knew going into Game 4, if they go down 3-1, yeah. they're in big-time trouble. So what do they do? They change their starting goaltender. They play their two most capable defensemen that are uh, – making it through this series so far healthy and Falk and Pareko, they play him each thirty plus minutes. Crazy. Uh they get a huge night from uh Captain you know, I almost yep. called him Captain Cal. Hmm. <laughs> Cal O'Reilly's brother, yep. Ryan O'Reilly, uh with two goals on, on Mother's Day with his mom there. And I know you guys yesterday were talking about that story, Kenny. It was amazing. We're tuned, tuned in to you guys. I mean what a family. Yep. Um getting to know Cal over the years when he played in Iowa. Just unbelievable people, grounded, down to earth. Uh, well-liked teammates, but, you know, I just felt like the Blues really, they came out and they knew they had to play desperate hockey. Um, I was listening to Ryan Carter earlier on a podcast. He does talk about how he is no doubt that the Jules Erickson line and the Dumba Brodine D pair, basically the Wild, you know, some of their best players will just naturally refocus. They know they weren't at their best Sunday, and they'll come out and approach things the right way tonight. So I think it's just sort of the natural course of what we all expected with the long series. If you get too high or too low after one singular game, you can lose sight of that sometimes. I mean, after game one, there are lots of wild fans that were looking uh, for somewhere to jump. <laughs> and I'm sure after game three, there were Blues fans thinking it's over. We can't mm-hmm. handle it with all the defensive injuries. And now here we are. Uh, it's a best of three. And look, the Wild battled all year, especially late when they knew they were playing the Blues for home ice. They didn't sit anybody, really. They, they played right to game 82 for this reason. 
They've got it now with Game 5 and a potential Game 7 at home. They've got to take advantage of it. They sure do. Uh, Joe, how, uh, how difficult a decision do you think it was uh, uh, to, uh, for the staff to come back with Marc-Andre Fleury? I mean, certainly he's got the pedigree, right? He's got the three cups. Uh, he's going to the Hall of Fame as soon as he's eligible once he hits the retirement. Uh, I, I don't by any means think that, uh, that Game 4 didn't go to Minnesota because of Marc-Andre Fleury did not play well. David Perron, the goal that, I mean, yeah, Fleury looked back. But the fact that the puck was able to get through everybody the way it did in the first place, give Perron credit. He made a nice move. Uh, was there, uh, was there do you think, think some angst, some back and forth between do we go with Talbot or do we stick with Fleury? If you'd asked me a week ago or 10 days ago uh, when the series started, I would have said yes. I think there could have been a lot of discussion and debate. But I, I really believe with the way Fleury played in game two, and the way he played the start game three, which was only a, a, a mere shift or two before the you know the first shift, the Wild took the lead. But in the opening seconds, Flurry made a great save to keep that barn quiet. And sometimes it's about the timeliness of the save. So uh, to answer your question, no, I'm not surprised it's Flurry at all. I agree with you. He's not the reason the Wild lost game four. Uh, in fact, when the Blues had, what, six minutes of power play time in the first period, he was fantastic, helped keep that game at one nothing allowed the Wild to eventually tie it. So no surprise at all. I think the way the flurry came out after game one showed me exactly why they made the decision to bring him in, to go with him in this series. And I continue. Um, I think it will continue to be that way until something drastic happens. Been really impressed as I get deeper into the Wild here as we uh, get into May with the third line. And yeah. Erickson Eck and Greenway. And, and Greenway, it's been a, a, maybe a slow build up for him, but... He's becoming a star. And that's the third line. It's just, it's crazy to think about that's the third line. And I guess just shows the depth of this wild team. Trent, I love the fact that you're so ingrained in the wild about right that? now. And you got a pulse on things. And yes. Would we have predicted this a couple years ago, <laughs> no. my friend? No. Um, so it's awesome, buddy. And um, yep. look, you're spot on. I don't really even look at it, and I don't think the coaching staff does either, as them being a third line. In fact, until Matt Boldy joined the fray and added that scoring touch to the, you know, the Goudreau and Fiala duo, um, you know, you would say that that Erickson Eck line was the second line because offensively and defensively they were getting it done. But they play it all, you know, the 200 foot game. It's a cliche, but that's what that line does. They were, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the Ryan Carter resource here. I saw him post this on Twitter. All three of those guys are a minus two in game four. Now one of those was the empty netter, but still a minus. Um, I think all year, those guys combined were a minus two or worse a total of nine times. Um, and that's not in the same game. That's just saying, like, throughout the season when they played together. So I find it very hard to believe that they don't bounce back, especially with the last change tonight on home ice. Uh, Dean Evison just kind of told us he, he expects to go back to them matching against whoever Robert Thomas is playing with tonight, um, trying to shut down, you know, one of the more gifted centermen. Young centerman, not only on the Blues, but in the NHL and Robert Thomas. So I think Jewel Erickson and his linemates get back at it tonight. I think they play a physical brand of hockey and they set the tone early. Well, they led the team. Felino had five hits. Uh, Greenway had three hits. And I think uh, Erickson Eck likewise, or maybe two. But uh, yeah, they, they were physical. They are so good. Such a difficult line to play with size, speed, and skill. Joe Donald, great stuff, Joe. Thanks for popping on. I know you're very busy on game day. We appreciate the relationship. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Joe. Anytime, guys. Appreciate you. Yep, good to talk to you. Joe Donald, voice of the Iowa Wild. I also Minnesota had a, Wild. The, the uh, Another hockey term that is becoming part of my lexicon, 
before checking. Oh, okay. I was learning a little bit more because I, I hear it mentioned from mm-hmm. time to time. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I think I know, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to know. And and that was something that I've noticed with that third line is they kind of go they deeper. Get in. Yes. Just drop it in there and we're, Cycle, make something yeah. happen, right? And that's, for all intents and purposes, that's for checking. Do yeah, I have it right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay, Pucks okay. in the corner, go get it. Yeah. Go get it and uh, drop it down. Absolutely, get disruption in front of the goalie. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Now, one that was look never, at me growing. <laughs> you are you're 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 a fan of the of, uh, of the sport. One that was never in my vocabulary when I was a kid was back checking. <laughs> That's I would just hang around center ice, maybe get the puck and see if you can score. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want. Oh uh, yeah, the back checking wasn't for me. Anyways, uh, we will. Uh, well, Trent's play of the day is coming. This game five tonight. There's so there's, every single. Playoff game tonight, NBA or NHL, and there are six of them. They're all tied to two apiece. It's wow. incredible. Who do you like in the series? In this in series? The, in the hockey series. I like Minnesota. Minnesota's going to... Yes. They get it tonight? Uh, yeah. Well, they'll go up 3-2, yes. Uh, I think Edmonton goes up 3-2. Okay. Over the... Uh, They're a big favorite tonight. They're they, minus they 220. they got to be. Carolina's back on home ice. Mm-hmm. I thought Boston got lucky the other day. I know they crushed them, but the game swung on a... Um, on a challenge that I thought the refs blew. I think Carolina wins tonight. Uh, Tampa. You're going Tampa. They're the two-time defending champs. They're so good. Respect is earned. Yes. And they definitely have it. And Toronto, I mean, Toronto will be going crazy. So I think uh, Tampa, Lina, Wild, Oilers. And then in the NBA, Sixers? You're back on that six or three. Joel Embiid, man. Joel Embiid. You're getting three. All right. What am I giving in fee- for uh, in Phoenix? Six. Isn't that too many? That seems like a lot. We're going to talk about that coming up. Because the- it was a hot day yesterday. Okay. He ended um, out nothing but winners. Except for one. David Kaplan just sent me a text back. Yes. Um, so he is busy tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, J.A. Scott, who alerted us on Twitter... Is one hundred percent correct. Cappy will not be able to join us tomorrow. Thank you for that. Uh, he will join us on Thursday. Thursday. I'm just okay. reading Andrew Marchant's text. Oh, Speaking this is of, wild, isn't it? Holy crap! So we talked about Tom Brady getting paid, and he's getting the estimates were twenty, twenty to thirty million, maybe thirty million. Yep. No, 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 that's not right. Marchant has it. He is signing with Fox a ten-year. $375 million contracts to call football games. Till he, so he, is this his last year football a player, Tom? No. You don't think it is? Is he 44? I thought he was six. Was he 46? It's all running together. Yeah, he, he's got to be that old. I think he's 46. Tom Brady is 44. 44. Okay. He'll turn 45 on August 3rd. So he said he wanted to play till he's forty-five, and he will accomplish that mm-hmm. with a snap this year. I think he goes into the booth after this. Well, it's hard to say no to that, right? It's a pretty nice soft landing spot. <laughs> no training camp, nobody hitting you. Yeah, I think I think this would work. Uh, Eleven forty-five, ten-year, three hundred seventy-five million dollar contract. Wow. Uh, uh, Trent's play of the day. He's got that circus sports. Oh, by the way, circus sports. Expanding the footprint into Illinois. Coming soon to Illinois. Yeah, and uh, I see our numbers, our podcast listeners from outside the area. We get quite a few listeners over in Illinois. So for those people really? 
that hear us talking about Chicago. Yeah. You got something coming your way definitely in the future. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty uh, cool to see those metrics and see where. So where else, uh, where else do people listen to the show? So this is uh, statewide. 62% of our listeners come from the state of Iowa. Yeah. 5% Minnesota. 4% both Illinois and Nebraska. And then it breaks it down by city. 33% of those Illinois listeners in Chicago. 11% from Morrison. We're big, we're big in Morrison, Illinois. I don't know. Wooddale, Springfield. Mm. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Zion, Lake Zurich. Now, where are you finding this? It's part of our uh, podcast app that we is have, it? and it kind of breaks things down. Do you know our biggest listenership is turns to, as it pertains to the state of Iowa? In what city it's in? In what city it is. That, that's in, a fun breakdown. Um, well, um, it's Iowa City. It's not Iowa City. It is still Des Moines. Well, that's good. I, I mean, I took that for granted. I right. hope it would be Des Moines. If we go away from central Iowa, though, let me click on it here. Des Moines, West Des Moines, Urbandale, Ankeny, Waukee, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Uh, Newton, just outside the metro. Okay. Ames. Well, look at who's talking about Who's been talking about Sturge longer than you and I? Oh, absolutely. We're big in Newton. Waterloo, Cedar Falls, Pella, Marshalltown, Cedar Rapids, all the way through. Fun to take a look at those metrics. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Uh, Trends play the day next. Circus Sports sponsors. Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3. New time. Why should you apply for a career with Wolf Construction? It's exciting and it's fresh and it's new every day. It creates new challenges and opportunities each day. I wouldn't want to work anywhere else but Wolf Construction. You can look around and go, wow, look what we've accomplished today as a Wolf team. Wolf offers competitive pay. The benefits are great. They have a matching 401k. Don't wait. Apply today at Wolf Construction. Get on board here. Join us here at Wolf Construction. Sign up and let's go. Wolf Construction is a great place to be. Apply today. Wolfconstruction.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. You're looking for a drink. Something great to eat. And you're looking... For somewhere new, you're looking for your new favorite sports bar. Introducing you to Fat Charlie's. Urbanale's getting their own upscale sports tavern. This is what Fat Charlie's is going to have for you. Wall-to-wall TVs, fierce sports viewing, a great food menu, and a huge selection of beers. It's Fat Charlie's coming soon to Urbandale. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Indeed, it is time for Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors uh, that their contest. Uh, they will be announcing their contest rules and their guaranteed prize money here next week. I believe Trent. Yes, uh, they're going to make it official. Uh, How much is the guarantee going to be? Yeah, we shall see. Um, and we may be going out there for a weekend in August and taking a whole bunch of our list or giving our listeners a well, kind of a uh, a circa. See uh, circle like maybe they haven't. Yes, absolutely. Which, which will be pretty cool. We'll do that. We'll have more details coming on that. But it sounds like it's the weekend of that's the second weekend in August. Yeah, it'd be August twelfth, thirteenth. That weekend is what we're looking at. We'll be out there. Of course, do our show there from Friday from mm-hmm. the beautiful. What? Hang on a second. You're not going until Thursday after the show here. Yeah. Why wouldn't we go early in the week? Because I got 
family. I got kids. Yeah, that's true. I can't, I can't <laughs> criticize you. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll go and let you know how it okay, is. That, I, I figured that was happening. I know you'll be out there a little bit earlier than I will, but yep. yeah, definitely be doing that. We got a cocktail plan, stadium mm-hmm. swim, get to see that, and f- other fun ideas. So uh, if you're marking off the calendar, maybe talking to the missus in your world mm-hmm. and saying, hey, going to Vegas this weekend. We're going to have a good time and more details coming. Get your proxy Absolutely. lined up, etc. All right, let's make some money. You were playing today. By the way, did you see this? Caesar Sportsbook, Iowa. There was a better in Iowa just this morning. Bet a thousand dollars on the Reds to win the NL Central. What? Yeah, we're the laughing stock. It's no wonder there's so many sports betting companies <laughs> clamoring to get into our state. Wow, thousand dollars on the Reds to win. Well, I made money yesterday. Good. And the one that I didn't was those Cincinnati Reds. I'm yeah, done. How about that? I didn't bet this weekend and against the them. Dodgers lost to the Pirates yesterday. It's baseball. I know. It. There are no sure yeah. things, but we are going to play two baseball games, including your team, okay. the Blue Jays. I got my dude Kikuchi no. against the Yankees. He hasn't been good, I know. No. Plus 155. Though. Is the game, it's, in, it's at the stadium, right? It is. Yeah. 605 first pitch. Give me Toronto, plus 155. I'm going to lay a number. The Braves got Cal Wright going, who's good. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox are not. No. And I'm only laying minus 133. Seems like a good price. I don't like to play a ton of favorites, but this one I will. Give me the Bravos, minus 133. NBA. Yeah, I said it. Dallas, I'm grabbing six, and there's six and a halfs out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to find the six and a half, shop around, and I'll play in the heat. I'm opposite you. I'm on the heat tonight against the Sixers. I will lay the two and a half. And I have played five two-team parlays in the NHL now. Four of the five, I have one on. And we're going back to the well tonight. Edmonton. Money line? Money line. Gotcha. No puck line. Yeah. No three-team, four-team, Two-team parlays. Tonight. Edmonton, yeah. free square. I think. And In Carolina. Edmonton. And Carolina. Back at home. That parlay together, plus 153. We hit it yesterday. We will try to do the same today. All right. Good stuff. That is going to do it for us. Murph and Andy here in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. Uh, guessing uh, Cyclone Insider goes tonight at 6 o'clock with Travis Hines and Randy Peterson. Cyclone Sports uh, in the spotlight uh, tonight at 6. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I Monday through Friday from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.